Hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Brandon. This is episode 17 featuring myself and my sidekick host, Brandon. Not a sidekick. We're going to be covering a different top tennis list today and and I'm very excited about it. I have the list and Brandon, his socks are going to be uh, rocked off. I'm ready. You... No. Teased and tantalized me yesterday and I have my socks on and I even have my shoes on. So, if you're able to rock these socks down my legs and off of my feet with my shoes on and I'm ready Or maybe for the it. shoes come off at the same time. <laughs> kind of like a explosion effect. <laughs> like being struck by lightning and the end of my toes blow out too. Well, before I'm going to let you linger on that for just another minute because we have some housekeeping notes to take care of first, Brandon. Mm-hmm. And as a sidekick host, you never really have to worry about sidekick. delivering the housekeeping but here we are. Real quick, we're going to get to the list in about a minute but want to let you know that we have a very special episode coming next week. Next week is episode 18 and it is our last episode before the Christmas holiday which some of you celebrate. We are going to do our first ever very rare opinion-based top 10 list. Ooh. If you haven't figured it out by now, every top 10-ish list we've done has been rooted in facts or evidence. So, it's not opinion, well, it's, well, well. when when uh, when Nick does his research and Brandon just half-asses it, uh, that's another story. Anyway, we are going to come prepared next week. Brandon and I will both come with our most favorite Christmas movies and we are going to try to guess each other's favorites. Hell yeah. And in the meantime, I'm going to be putting up questions on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Tennis Pod where we are going to want to know your favorite Christmas movies and we will read the shit out of those on air next week on episode 18. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at 10ISHPOD. Now, Brandon. Yes. Enough with the housekeeping. Are you ready to find out this week's top tennis list? I've been ready for like 15 hours. I'm going to preface this by saying that I chose a top 10 list that I, in a topic area that I am not well versed in, but Mr. Brandon is. So, hoping uh, to surprise you here with my notes. We are going to be covering the top 10 most valuable sports franchises. Oh, shit. As of 2018. Most valuable sports franchise. Yep. And so, this is based on an annual list that Forbes does. They do it every year for years now, maybe decades. And it's based on the team or franchise, the sports team or franchise's value. So, in other words, if this sports team were to sell, how much could they get from a buyer? That's what this is based on. Okay. So, does this not, this does not include college teams, right? No, it's only pro. Okay. And it's global. Global? Oh, shit. But despite that, it's almost all Rooted in North America? Yeah. But there are a few that aren't. But you'll, our our listeners will recognize most if not all these. So, again, Nick here, I don't watch sports. I'm only peripherally aware at best of the NFL uh, and everything else I pay no attention to. Not a sports guy, but Brandon is. So, I thought this would be a Fun little learning lesson for me. I learned a lot about sports, Brandon. <laughs> what did you learn about sports from this list? <laughs> Let me tell you some preliminary fun facts about this list. Uh-huh. This is all coming from Forbes. The world's most valuable sports teams of 2018 are worth a cumulative $137 billion. 
Oh, this is the top. Okay, so I have the top 50 in front of me. We're going to guess the top 10, but mm-hmm. I have the top 50 in front of me. The current average value of these top 50 teams is $2.74 billion per team, which is the highest to date in history. So, almost $3 billion, which is incredible. The lowest price to buy a sports team. So, Brandon, if you're ever in the market to buy a sports team, the cheapest to buy mm-hmm. is $1.95 billion. Really? Which is, yeah, which is up $200 million from last year. That's real interesting because I just heard the other day on another pod, I think it was a, an episode of last podcast on the left, Ben Kissel mentioned, and I'd forgotten this, John Candy, uh, comedian and actor John Candy purchased ownership of a Canadian football team because he was Canadian. Uh, obviously, while well, he was still alive, he didn't do it after he died. That would be news. Huh? That would be news if he had bought yeah. it after he died. And I wondered like, well, how much, how, I mean, John Candy was a very successful actor, but I wondered like, how much did a Canadian, even though it's a Canadian football league, how much did a Canadian football league team cost? Well, and this was what, 30 years ago? Yeah, and also he may not have been the sole owner, but yeah, well, you know, two billion dollars. I don't think there is an actor on the planet that could foot a two billion dollar sports team bill. The Rock or D- or Dustin Hoffman, all that all that ass money. Is Donald Trump considered uh, considered an actor because of his appearance in Home Alone too? And Little Rascals. I'm gonna say yes. I don't think, uh, I actually don't think Donald Trump has enough money to buy a, a sports team that was $1.9 billion. I, I don't know if there's any, I, I don't know this off the top of my head, but I don't think there's any single owners of sports teams, right? They're all like a team of people that own them. I mean, I don't know the specifics. I know for instance, and I'm going to guess that this team is on here in a moment, but for instance, the multiple Super Bowl winning New England Patriots are famously owned by Robert Kraft of you know, craft singles, craft macaroni. And I've never heard of another owner mentioned in conjunction with Robert Kraft. Same thing with Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones. I've never heard another another owner mentioned in part with him unless maybe Jerry has given some of his kids uh, a stake in the team. Needless to say, you got to be playing with some big money to even entertain the idea of owning a sports franchise. I honestly had no idea that they were that expensive. Yeah, n- number one on the list is just under $5 billion. Yeah, I mean, you have to remember that these sports teams basically operate as a company or a business. I mean, they have revenues and profits and losses and debts and... Right. Uh, okay, so a few more notes here. This is a quote from the Forbes senior editor, Kurt Badenhausen. Quote, there has never been a better time to own a top-notch pro sports franchise... Blockbuster TV contracts and owner-friendly collective bargaining agreements are fueling record sale prices across major sports leagues, end quote. <laughs> Great. Score another for uh, rich guys. <laughs> they had been having such a shitty time lately. I'm glad they finally caught a break. You know, TV, the TV industry, I think any, everyone knows it's been a roller coaster lately for the industry because of streaming and cord cutting. And so, live sports are extremely valuable these days because they're quote DVR proof, not fully obviously, but a lot of people like the live experience of watching a game uh, rather than trying to watch it later. So, because of that, TV uh, networks are paying more than ever for live sports, which is really fueling so much money in this right now. I recently purchased uh, um, Dildo? a 4K TV oh. and 
and I was excited to watch sports on it. When I've watched them through streaming, the it was abysmal. Uh, for those of you who haven't realized yet that we live in Oklahoma, I am an alumni of the University of Oklahoma. That's my favorite college football team. Trying to watch OU games on Sling TV was maddening. The feed would work perfectly in between plays. And then as soon as they snapped the ball, the video stopped, but I could still hear the audio <laughs> and I could hear the announcers going like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And the crowd's going crazy. And all I have is a still shot of both teams knelt at the line of scrimmage. You said that it, the experience of trying to watch was maddening, right? Mm-hmm. So, what does John Madden have to do with this? John Madden probably takes the biggest shits in the world. There's a top 10 list for us. I think my sidekick host would be near the top Not there. A sidekick. Tell me if this surprises you, Brandon. The National Football League, better known as the NFL, is the most popular sports league in the world with lucrative broadcast contracts that are unmatched, landing 29 teams among the top 50 most valuable sports franchises for the second straight year. <laughs> Despite the alt-rights boycott of NFL, they're still successful. <laughs> right. And I find it interesting that... So, the NFL has more than half of the top 50. And which is interesting because it's an American league and an American sport. You know what I mean? Yeah, because in other countries, people show their love of a team by going to the match or to the game and cheering or going to a bar or a pub with their friends. In America, you just buy all the shit you can and stick stickers on your car and get one of those big fathead stickers for your kids' rooms and you dress your kids in this shit and you buy the commemorative uh, hat that they sell. You know, when your team wins this, the championship, they immediately show a commercial. You know, for two payments of sixty nine ninety five, you can own a recording of this game and a little hat that says my team won the championship in a very specific year. Uh, and Americans show their, show their support by shelling out money that they don't have. Land of the free, home of the brave, Brandon. <laughs> so, the NFL has 29 of the top 50 teams and the NBA has eight teams. European soccer has seven teams. Major League mm -hmm. Baseball has six teams. And there is no hockey, no NASCAR, no Formula One in the top 50. Interesting. A lot of hints there. Are you surprised that there's no hockey? Not surprised that there's no hockey. I'm actually surprised there's no Formula One. Because Formula One is a very expensive sport and it is extremely popular um, in Europe. Uh, I, I didn't think hockey, I didn't think NHL would have a team in the top 40, but I thought they'd have one. The hell do I know? Been well established. Not a sports guy. All right. Let's quickly do some surefire bets for not in the top 10. I'm going to guess the Toronto Raptors are not in the top 10. Wrong. What? You're wrong. Are you shitting me? The Toronto Raptors are a top 10 franchise? Yes, I'm shitting you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say no Toronto teams. No Toronto Raptors, no Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, you're right on that and neither of those are even in the top 50. Um, I'm going to say the, all of the Canadian baseball teams, the Montreal Expos. Do the Expos still have a team? They're not in there. The Detroit Tigers. <laughs> no Detroit Tigers. The Tampa Bay Manta Rays. No, but the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are number 49. There's a lot of teams out there that just make me sad to think you about. You think the Tulsa Drillers are in the top 10? 
No, the Tulsa Drillers are not in there. Tulsa Drillers are our, what, double A or triple A baseball team? I don't know if they're double A or triple A. Minor league baseball team. Uh, we had a D league basketball team called the 66ers. They're not in there. Oh, by the way, there's no WNBA, no women's teams of any kind on here, which is sad, I think, but probably not surprising. Where women's sports really get their respect and popularity, I think, is when the Olympics come around. Sure. I've been to a WNBA game. It was fun. So have I. Yeah. We used to have a team here, the Tulsa Shock, and they moved to Dallas like two or three years ago. I had a good basket of chicken fingers and fries while I was there. That was the highlight. All right, let's move on. Do you think the Oklahoma City Thunder made the top 50? I think the Thunder are in, possibly in the top 50, but they're not in the top 10. The Thunder did not make the top 50. Uh, I'm surprised. Yeah, I thought they'd be in the second half of the top 50 because they're a new team. Well, to Oklahoma City, they're new. Um, but they've been pretty successful from what I hear. They're on, a, on an 11-1 winning streak right now. I mean, I'm really excited about that. I know that you knew that because you're a full 100% hot-blooded male. Yeah. Uh, do you think the Columbus Blue Jackets made the top 10? I don't know what kind of team that is. That is an NHL team. There's a spoiler. It didn't make the top 10. Let's get into the top 10 because you're going to be really impressed with how much notes I got on all these. Tell me a surefire bet for the top 10 most valuable sports teams in the world. Robert Kraft's New England Patriots. The New England Patriots are number six. Holy shit, they're only number six? Yes. But they are the second most valuable NFL team. Oh. <laughs> you were sure they were number one? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, then my guess for the most valuable Don't, NFL nope, team. Nope, no, I'm not going to guess it right now. But if I'm right in my guess for the most valuable NFL team, it's still going to really piss me off. Is it the Cleveland Browns? No, I know it's not them. Some notes on the Patriots. They're number six NFL team. They are worth, and this is all as of July 2018, they're worth $3.7 billion, which their value is up 9% from prior year. Their 2017 rank was also number six. Some hashtag Nick's notes about the, mm -hmm. uh, the old Patriots here. They have the most appearances in Super Bowl history. Right. However, they're only 50-50. They've won five. They've lost five. They're tied for the second most wins ever. And their last appearance was in the 2018 Super Bowl. And eight of those 10 Super Bowl appearances have been since the arrival of head coach Bill Belichick. Belichick. <laughs> and quarterback Tom Brady in 2000. So, eight out of 10 since 2000. That's pretty remarkable even for a non-sports guy like myself. Uh, when Tom Brady leaves, they're all, that's all over. So, what do you think about all the Tom Brady hate? I don't know. I don't get, I don't hate on Tom Brady. I do think he's, <laughs> he's a real tool. <laughs> he's a good, a mate, he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time and there's no disputing that. I'm sure he's done a lot of good for, you know, philanthropy and charity and stuff like that, but he's a huge dork. Any other quarterback that was married to a former supermodel, I would say that Maybe she's just interested in his celebrity or his NFL money. But Tom Brady does look like he could also be a male model. Hot take. Hot take. 
Tom Brady is an attractive man. There was a documentary on Tom Brady on Netflix. I did not watch it, but I did hear that in the documentary, he um, he was speaking to his son, who's like 10 or 12, and his son, he, they were like parting ways, and he was like, hey, 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 no kiss? <laughs> and he made his son come back and kiss him on the lips. Oh, baby. What do you think it's like being Tom Brady's son? I mean, are you asking me about like what's it being like <laughs> the son of a man who wants you to kiss him on the lips on a on camera in front of a documentary team? Well, that's part of the overall package of being Tom Brady's son. That comes with a package. Just that right there. It's not worth having all the money. Uh, I'd, do, I'd do a lot for a quarter of that money. I'd host a podcast with you. Uh, well, you don't have to worry about the kiss on the lips. Tom Brady, you know. He deflated some balls. I don't think it really mattered. I don't... Was he... I don't... I'm not up to date on all that. Was he complicit in that? Uh, yeah. I mean, he may have asked them to like let a little bit of air at him for grip. But people tend to forget the final score. I can't remember the final score of the game in question, but a properly inflated ball was not going to save this game for the other team. It's been so long, I can't remember who they played, but... I can't tell you how many times that properly inflated balls have saved my ass on a daily basis. <laughs> but I know that the, the Patriots are no strangers to uh, scandal uh, around cheating. Spying on other teams during practice to learn their signals. Uh, at least $1 billion of that $3.7 billion is probably earned from cheating. Hot, hot take. take. Yeah. Hot take. They're uh, a little bit of cheaters. The franchise has since set numerous notable records, this is since 2000, including most wins in a 10-year period, an undefeated 16-game regular season in 2007, the mm -hmm. longest winning streak consisting of regular season and playoff games in NFL history, a 21-game streak from October 2003 to October 2004, and last note, the most consecutive division titles won by a team in NFL history, nine straight division titles from 2009 to 2017. Yeah. It's easy to do to string that shit together when you're spying on other teams' uh, signals. Did you happen to look up a picture of Bill Belichick? I've seen him before. Hell of an ass. Look him up right now and uh, look at what he's wearing. Bill. And see, I don't even have to specify what kind of picture to look up. I'm just saying, if you look him up, he will be wearing the thing that I know that he's going to be wearing. Look him up and tell me what he's wearing. All right. He's wearing a Patriots hoodie with the sleeves cut off. <laughs> yes. It's his disgusting moo-moo. What's, moo -moo? What's a moo-moo? A moo-moo? Have you never heard of a moo-moo? Uh, a moo-moo is a very large, formless <laughs> some of these uh, garment that disgustingly bodied people wear. <laughs> There's an episode of The Simpsons where Homer purposely gains a lot of weight so that he can work from home and he wears a moo-moo after he gains so much weight. Well, Bill Belichick wears the football version of a muumuu with that disgusting hoodie with the sleeves cut off. Uh, it's like a size triple XL. I think he should show a little more class. Oh, Nick has shared an image with me. Oh, here's the image search. <laughs> uh. Describe this image to the, to the listeners. He is gesticulating. What? He has a face that looks like 
he's trying to pass something that doesn't want to be passed. <laughs> or he's accepting something inside himself that he doesn't want to accept. And inside, and his left arm, from the elbow all the way up to the hand, has one long string of thin, stretchy old man skin that is warped <laughs> over his hands. By the way, all I did was search Bill Belichick on Google Images and it's like the fifth or sixth image on there that we're looking at. He looks like a homeless Patriots fan. You know how my favorite scenario and yours and our listeners is the scenario where peanut butter replaces water in every facet of the universe? No. Pe you know what I'm talking about though? Peanut butter replacing water. Sure. We've what a great idea. We've talked about this. <laughs> it's holy shit that image. <laughs> I sent Nick uh, an image. If you Google the phrase, Bill Belichick debuts new romper. He is wearing, it's a shorts and short sleeve shirt combo. It all is in one thing. Kind of the thing that you would put um, a toddler in during the summer. And then it also has a hood on it and he has the hood pulled up. Why the hood though? That's what I don't understand. Because he's a disgusting slob. He's a, an amazing coach, a little bit of a cheater, but a big fat gross slob. Again, hell of an ass. Well, where I was going real quick with the peanut butter thing. So, in past episodes, especially the groceries episode we talk about, well, what would the world be like if you replaced all water with peanut butter? And the implications of peanut butter forcing its way out of your faucet very slowly or peanut butter replacing the ocean. No one would want to go to the beach. Think about the sand and the peanut butter mixing together. All kinds of implications from this. But uh -huh. what if you replaced Gatorade with peanut butter? And so, then during football and other sporting events, instead of pouring the thing of Gatorade over the coach's head, you're pouring the peanut butter. And so, then everyone, you, everyone's in this high of like laughing and cheering when they're tipping the thing over to pour the peanut butter and then everyone just got to sit and wait while the peanut butter just slowly goops out. Bill Belichick would just turn around and open his mouth and wait. Think about how long it would take for the peanut butter to sop its way out. I mean, peanut butter is not really something that spills. So, you might have to kind of knock it around a bit. It's probably why he wears that, uh, <clears throat> what's basically a, a bib. He wears a full torso bib. In case there's just peanut butter around at any given time. Mm-hmm. All right, people. The peanut butter thing, that's not dying. You can expect that several more times throughout the history of this podcast. All right, let's move on from the Patriots. They're number six. Who else you got? The New York Yankees. Is that... What, what number do you think they are? Number three. New York Yankees are number five. And they're down from number two at the prior year. The New York Yankees are the number one MLB team and the only MLB team in the top 10. They're worth $4 billion as of 2018. They are the number two North American franchise, which should give you a hint. As one of the most successful sports clubs in the world, the Yankees have won 18 division titles, 40 AL pennants. I don't know what that means. American League pennants. It's, sure. It's the division. Like, okay. 
there's two halves. There's two divisions of the of Major League Baseball, American League and National League. And the winners of the American League and the winners of the National League face off in the World Series. So if they won the American League pennant, that means they have made a World Series appearance the same number of times. Um, well, that's very interesting, Brandon. Didn't realize you were such an MLB lifer. <laughs> because I know the, the very basic <laughs> structure of Major League Baseball. The Yankees have also won 27 World Series championships. Mm-hmm. So, all of these numbers I just spewed out at you are MLB records. And the Yankees have won more titles than any other franchise in the four major North American sports leagues, which is NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL. So, more than any other team in any of those four major sports, Yankees have more titles. And the last note before I let you uh, react here is their 27 World Series championships, which is the most ever in the MLB. That's compared to the second place of 11 championships from the St. Louis Cardinals. So, they've more than doubled the second place team. They are America's favorite bandwagon team. Why do people hate the Yankees? Is it because they're winners? Well, it's easy to win when you housed in the richest city in the world and you can charge exorbitant prices and they they have more money. <laughs> they have more money than any other team. I'm exactly the they're the most valuable team in Major League Baseball. But you could say they they have more money because of their history of doing well. And I don't know, I'm just I don't know anything about the Yankees or baseball, so I'm just Riffin here, Brandon. I mean, I got to be honest. I would love to go to like a Yankees game uh, if I was in New York, but I have absolutely no interest in the Yankees other than just, you know, just going to see the new Yankee Stadium and being part of the experience. I don't have any love for Aaron Rodriguez, uh, nor do I have love for uh, Derek Jeter. Which one was it? A Rod. A Rod is the one who made love to Madonna. Is that a fact? I think so. Do you want me to look it up? Well, who said that? Him or her? They dated. Oh, okay. Well, then they probably made love, but we can't be sure. I'm gonna look it up. Aaron Rod Riguez. Oh no, not Aaron Hernandez. You don't know who Aaron Hernandez is, do you? Yes. You do? Yeah. Who is he? Yankees guy. No, Aaron Hernandez used to play for the New England Patriots until he uh, murdered somebody. Oh, okay. He Chris Benoit then? Yeah, on account of murdering, he's gone to prison. I just saw a video today. This is completely off topic. Uh, a woman had killed someone in a drunk driving accident and that woman was sentenced to prison or whatever. And the family of the drunk driver was laughing and smiling at the victim's family. Yeah. You saw that? The very recently? Yeah. This I just saw it today. And the judge was like, "Congratulations, you just earned yourself 93 days in jail. Get the fuck out of here." Yeah. That's crazy. I've never I'm Good. Sure that- People who do stupid shit like that in court need to uh, need to experience consequences like that. Harsh consequences. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Aaron Rodriguez, he, uh, in 2002, he married Cynthia Skirtis, a psychology graduate he had met at a gym in Miami. And then they had some kids 
and then she filed for divorce and she cited emotional abandonment of her and her children as well as extramarital affairs and other marital misconduct. And then Madonna said that she is not romantically involved in any way with A-Rod and it had nothing to do with the state of his marriage, which makes me believe they had sex (laughs) and that's one of many reasons why uh, he and his wife got divorced. Well, and he, then he dated Jennifer Lopez. Those are, yes. those are some wild accusations you're making, Brandon. You're ruining lives with our podcast. Jennifer Lopez. Wow. Have you never seen uh, South Park when they have Jennifer Lopez? No. Cartman paints his hand with eyes and a little mouth on it and puts a wig on it. And then that's Miss, Miss Jennifer Lopez. I hate it. All right. Yankees. Assholes. Number five. Because they beat everyone's favorite teams, they're assholes. All right. They're number five. Yep. Oh, another guess. Uh, I'm just going to tell you. No, don't tell me because I, I, I got some ideas. Manchester United. Yeah, okay. Manchester United, what number do you think they are? Two. You're right. They're number two. Hell yeah. Sure. You got one. Number two, Manchester United. That is a soccer slash football team. Footy. And they are worth $4.1 billion. They're up from 2017 where they were ranked number three that year. They're nicknamed the Red Devils. And the club was founded as Newton Health LYR Football Club in 1878. Holy hell. Yeah, changed its name to Manchester United in 1902. They moved to their current stadium, Old Trafford, in 1910. They've been in their current stadium for over 100 years. I've had a difficult time falling in love with the sport of soccer until recently and I think I finally like kind of get it now. I mean, I know how the game is played. That wasn't it. But I now I, un- I feel like I understand where the excitement and drama lies in a, in a soccer or a football game. But I have a number of questions for you. But real quick note before I say that, that Manchester United have won more trophies than any other club in English football with a record 20 league titles. Now, my questions, number one. Who, whose idea was it in America to call American football football and thus confuse the world? I don't know. That's a good question because in American football, you, I don't know, maybe a total of four players actually put their foot on the ball out of 50 plus players on each team. And those would be the um, punters, place kickers on each team. If they are different kickers, sometimes a team uses the same kicker for for everything. Yeah, I, I don't get why we call it football. We don't really put our foot on the ball. We put our hand on it. and ha- But we already had handball. I mean, I guess we couldn't really call it what it is, like banging our heads into each other. Concussion ball. Do other countries have their own American football that's called something else? I know Canada does, obviously, but... Canada has a Canadian football league. There is an Australian rules football I've heard that is like kind of a combination of football and rugby, but I don't think I've ever seen a match. So, why is it that like Europe has no version of American football and then also America is not nearly as in love with soccer as other countries? I think there's no room in America for soccer right now. I mean, you just, if you look at how dominant the NFL is in in America, people don't have room in their hearts in their minds and in their wallets 
for uh, a sport that's equally as as large. And there's just way more history here with with football than there is with soccer and the the heroes and teams of soccer. But I think part of the reason that Europeans don't have American football is, I mean, I, there are European football leagues, but I think a lot of the players there are American football players who have been cut or didn't make an American football team. Uh, I think it's because the Europeans don't have as many uh, big, strong dudes. Whoa, 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 whoa. I do not subscribe to the same belief as Brandon for all of our European listeners who just turned us off. Big, strong dudes? They got some. They don't have as many. Wow. Brandon thinks Europeans are weak. Got it. Weak little shrimpy dudes. Yeah, I'm a Brexiter. (laughs) So, that's uh, Manchester United and I'll just tell you there's two other European football leagues or teams in the top 10. Hmm. Except I don't know any of their names. The, I, I'm going to switch back to one that I think is in the top 10 and is going to drive me nuts. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Before I reveal the Cowboys rank, why is it that the Cowboys are such a valued team? And it's interesting that, you know, you're not looking at this list than I am. And before I looked at it, I knew Cowboys would be in the top 10. And before you knew, you knew they'd be in the top 10. And that's despite them not having a great record for a long time. So, why is it that the Cowboys, which it's in Dallas, which is a big market, but it's not the biggest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it anymore. They're referred to as America's team. But everyone hates them, I hear. I mean, no one's crazy about them. Now, Jerry Jones has micromanaged and mismanaged the organization, or at least the <laughs> the winning part of the, you know, the actual football team sport part of the organization into the ground because he... You know, it's the it's the damnedest thing. Being a uh, wealthy oil man does not equate to being a successful football coach or football manager. Uh, and he also is guilty of some serious nepotism and has his dunce sons uh, working for him in the office and the in the management of the Dallas Cowboys as well. I don't know. Their last Super Bowl appearance was ninety six, I think. Um, over the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's been over 20 years since they've even been in a Super Bowl. Yet, here they are. And they're number one, by the way. They're number one on this list? Yes. <laughs> That's infuriating. The Dallas Cowboys, NFL team worth $4.8 billion. This is their third year in a row at number one. And their 12th year in a row as the highest ranking NFL team. And they were the first sports team in the world to pass the $4 billion mark, which they did in 2016. They've won five Super Bowls out of eight appearances, last winning in 96 over the Steelers. The Cowboys have made it to the Super Bowl eight times, tied with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Denver Broncos for second most Super Bowl appearances in history, just behind the New England Patriots, which have a record 10 appearances. Uh, There was a time in the early 90s where the Cowboys were something special. The time where like, Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman and... Is that when Michael Jordan was on the team? Uh-huh. Both of Jimmy Johnson's uh, coaching years as well as Barry Switzer's year were huge. But they were America's team before that. They were America's team since like the 70s. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because they introduced the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. I guess like maybe football teams, like professional football teams didn't have cheerleaders and then... 
in the seventies, Dallas was like, let's get some, uh, let's get some hot broads in, uh, cheerleading uniforms out there. <laughs> and the rest was history. That's all it takes for America to, to latch on. Yeah. They're not good right now though. Yep. But they're good enough to be the most valuable franchise. So, you got Dallas Cowboys at number one, Manchester United at number two. Have you seen a picture of Jerry Jones? Do you know who Jerry Jones is? He is the owner of the Cowboys and something about Jerry World. Jerry World is the name for AT&T Stadium where they play. It's where if there's any large collegiate football game in the area, for instance, the Big 12 championship between University of Oklahoma and University of Texas was recently played there in Jerry World. But if you look at a picture of Jerry Jones, he looks like his skin. I think he is, I think he must get chemical peels a lot to like or maybe get rid of his wrinkles or make his skin look better because every time I see him, his skin looks red and raw and like it is just barely clinging to his face. Well, I'll tell you, I'm looking at pictures of him now and I think I'd rather see Jerry Jones naked than Bill Belichick. I've also seen pictures of him at his disgusting advanced age. He's 76 years old and within the last few years, I've seen pictures of him with like young hot women in their early 20s. Who would you ever see naked, Jerry Jones or Bill Belichick? Are they going to like turn around 360 (sighs) degrees? They're going to do the Macarena dance and they're going to be all in, no inhibitions, they're going to be going after it like they're trying to win a talent show and they're buck naked. I guess Jerry because he's thinner and there's just less of him to deal with. But he's flappier, I'd argue. Well, I don't know. Some of the skin on his face is pulled pretty damn tight. He's a flappy naked man. I mean, I, I put money on it. And you know when he's doing the Macarena, there's all kinds of jiggling going on. But still, Especially I take- that last part where it goes, ah... <laughs> I'd still take him naked over Bill Belichick, who, as you uh, lovingly said, looks like a homeless Patriots fan. (laughs) He does. I think Bill Belichick's wife would also rather see Jerry Jones naked. The grossest thing about Jerry Jones is his mouth, his mouth and his teeth. If I had to watch Jerry Jones eat, (laughs) I'd get sick to my stomach. Jerry Jones eating or Bill Belichick doing the naked macarena, which one? Uh, I don't know. Am I eating? You are hungry but not eating. I take the Macarena. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who else is in the top 10? Um, There's two more NFL teams. Green Bay Packers. No, but I thought they'd be. Green Bay Packers are number 26. The... There's an NFL team in the top 10 that I never would have guessed would be in the top 10. The Kansas City Chiefs. No. Kansas City Chiefs are number um, 43. The Denver Broncos? Number 23. Okay, hold on. Let me think of something. So, there's there's got to be some more European football teams in here. Yeah. But I don't know any of their names. If I name the country, will that count? No, because England has multiple teams. None of them are England in the top 10. Okay. Besides Manchester United. Is there one in Spain? Yeah, there's two. In the top 10? Yeah. Well, I don't know their names, so you're just going to have to tell me. Number number three is Real Madrid. Yeah. 
Uh, they are a soccer slash European football team. They're worth just under $4.1 billion. They're up from their 2017 rank of number five. Here's some uh, fun facts taken directly from hashtag Nick's Notes. They were founded on the 6th of March in 1902 as the Madrid Football Club. The club has traditionally, traditionally worn a white home kit. The word real is Spanish for royal and was bestowed to the club by King Alfonso XIII <laughs> in 1920 together with the royal crown and the emblem. The team has played its home matches in the 81,000 capacity Santiago Bernabéu Stadium in downtown Madrid since 1947. You know, people make fun of, you know... Your butt? American sports for like oh. being so... Um, commercialized and uh, you know make fun of stock car drivers for all the the logos and stuff on their um whatever what are their little racing outfits and their cars and stuff but i just looked up real madrid and is it real yeah it's not real no yeah real okay. well then forgive me everybody <laughs> and all their uniforms have a giant fly emirates <laughs> tag on the front. Here's one that has just Jeep on it, super big. They have giant ads on the front of their, you call them kits, on their uniforms. You gotta make a living, Brandon. I mean, they're the number three. I guess that's why they're the number three one. They're not afraid to just stick a fucking ad right on the front of their uniform. Who are you to judge the great Real Madrid soccer uh, franchise? Nobody. I don't understand it. I don't know. Do I don't know anything about it. I know they're good athletes. I think it would be fun to go mm. to. King Alfonso Thirteenth bestowed them with the word royal. Oh, well. You're Al a royal pain in my ass. You know that? He was Al King Alfonso the what? Thirteenth. X-I-I-I. I, I, I got to get a look at this guy. Alfonso. Oh, he looks like a nerd. He just, he's a skinny nerd. Yeah, but he'd look better naked doing the Macarena than the other two we were talking about. Yeah, he has a badass mustache and in the picture I'm looking at, man, they used to dress a lot cooler. What are those <laughs> little things on the shoulders that look kind of like brushes? Yeah, uh, I don't remember what they're called. Opulets, emulets, something like that. Okay, he, he looks okay. I forgive you, Alfonso. Number four is Barcelona also known as the Football Club Barcelona. They are a European football team worth $4.06 They were also number four the last year in 2017. Barcelona has the largest stadium in the top 10 by seating capacity, which is just over 99,000 at Camp Nou, no, now, in Barcelona, Spain. They were founded in 1899 by a group of Swiss, English, and Catalan footballers led by Joan Gamper. The club has become a symbol of Catalan culture and Catalan Catalanism, hence the motto, Mescon Club. What the hell does any of that mean? More than a club. I don't fucking know. I'm just reading the notes. Next notes. I'm looking at their uniforms. Their rivals. Who's their rivals? Um, Emelec? What? Just stop before you offend everybody in Europe. I just know nothing about European football. You know nothing about a lot of things. So, you have 1 through 6. You're missing 7 through 10. And 7 through 10 are all American. 
teams? Trying to think of those big bandwagon teams. There's no NBA teams? There's three NBA teams. You're you're missing four and there's three of them are NBA. Oh, then one has to be the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers are tied for number eight. Lakers are an NBA team based out of Los Angeles. They're worth $3.3 billion. They're up from number nine the last year. Here's something I didn't know. The Lakers originally played for Minneapolis. That's why. (laughs) Because there's no lakes in California. Well, there might be, but yeah, it's, it's the land of a thousand lakes. Okay, but no one ever fucking talks about it. So, excuse me, forgive me, Mr. NBA over there. They originally played for Minneapolis starting in 1947. They moved to LA before the 1960 to 1961 season. The Lakers have the most appearances in the NBA Finals for any team ever with 31. And they've won 16 out of those 31, so about half. Uh, Most recently in 2010 over the Boston Celtics. And one other record the Lakers hold is the record for the NBA's longest winning streak with 33 straight games uh, set during the 71 to 72 season. Well, I don't know who was on that. Michael Jordan, I think. (laughs) Magic Johnson played for the Lakers. He of HIV fame. Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant played for the Lakers, coached by Hall of Fame coach Phil Jackson. And more recently, King LeBron James is now a Laker. Hasn't he gone back and forth between the Lakers and the Cavaliers? Oh, he did play for the Cavaliers and then he made uh, then the decision in the decision, that's when he went to the Heat uh, so they could win back-to-back championships. Then he returned to the Cavaliers, won them a championship or two or maybe three and is now at the Lakers. The Cleveland uh, Cavaliers are not in the top 50, by the way. Question for you. You're talking about people switching teams. What's the deal? You know, Kevin Durant left the Oklahoma City Thunder like a few years ago to go to the Warriors. Mm -hmm. Why do people treat that like their grandfather killed their grandmother and their entire family and then laughed in their face? Okay. It's because it came right after we played the Warriors in the NBA Finals and the Warriors were, had the greatest winning percentage of any NBA season ever that year. So, then Kevin Durant is is a free agent and everyone is expecting or hoping him to stay with Oklahoma City where he is helped to build a team, helped lead a team in partnership with Russell Westbrook. He is revered and beloved in Oklahoma City and Kevin Durant going to the Warriors is like... Um, so, if me and you were like a fighting team, right? And Fighting team? Yeah, we're like, we're fighting, right? We're uh, Each other? No, we're like uh, tag team wrestlers, okay? And, the, and our rivals are Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris, okay? And then you're a free agent and you decide that you're going to go, <laughs> you're going to their team. There are, they were already the most dominant team in the NBA and then he went to the most dominant team in the NBA, took his talents there strictly so he could win uh, a championship off the back of this team that was already incredibly talented. 
it just it reeked of like a puss move. I could have won an NBA championship on the Warriors. Anybody like you don't have to be good to be on the Warriors and win the championship because their team is already okay. stacked. But why shouldn't the man do what's best for him? He did, as- but it doesn't mean I can't do or that fans can't do can't say how they feel about and they feel like fuck him he should have stayed and but every one of those fans would have done the same thing he did if they were in his position no i don't think that's true fuck him he's a puss he's a white did you know that he has been busted multiple times with fake twitter accounts like talking shit to people and trying to defend himself on twitter no yeah but that's hilarious i wonder how often celebrities do that he is, and he's not good at hiding it. He's an idiot and he's a wuss. If you were a celebrity, it would be very tempting to see what people are saying about you online, I think. At, when, when you're a new celebrity, at least. I'm sure at some point you just don't care anymore. He's a huge NBA star and he still can't help himself. And he gets busted. He was, I'm, I swear, just within the last week or so, I read about him doing it again. Then God, good riddance, right? Yeah. Get out of here, you puss. All right, who else is in the top 10? Um, this would surprise me if it's true, but the New York Knicks? Uh, why would it surprise you? Because they're not very good. Well, the Cowboys aren't good and they're number one. I guess. Knicks. Knicks are number seven. Ridiculous. They're worth $3.6 billion. They were number seven in 2017 as well. Did you know that Knicks is short for Knickerbockers? Yeah. I did. <laughs> Knickerbockers uh, are uh, tall socks. <laughs> they're the they're the guys in tall socks. Who made the decision to call them the Knicks? But the Knicks have the fifth most appearances in NBA Finals ever, with two wins and six losses. Their last appearance was in 1999, where they lost to the San Antonio Spurs. And as you alluded to, since 2000, the Knicks have struggled to regain their former glory of the 90s. I forgot to mention something about the Lakers. Which also applies to the Knicks. But I've seen, I've watched a lot more Lakers games on TV. My favorite thing about watching a Lakers game or a Knicks game is seeing the celebrities that sit courtside. And the Lakers... Jack Nicholson. The Lakers is a great time to watch Jack Nicholson. (laughs) A few years ago during the NBA Finals, watching Jack Nicholson was... America's favorite pastime. They would show pictures of him looking so confused and angry. And just, you know, he's kind of old and pudgy and kind of melty looking now. And his hair is always wild. Uh, and he's not afraid to just stand up and start arguing with uh, with a referee. I also remember during that same run, they were showing other celebrities in the crowd. And they showed Sylvester Stallone there. And he was wearing a purple silk shirt. What's wrong with that? Uh, nothing. It just kind of stood out. Of all the things to wear to the game, he was like, you know what? I'm going to wear. Maybe it was comfortable. A silk is very comfortable on the skin. Who would win a fight between naked Jack Nicholson and naked Bill Belichick? Jack Nicholson, easily. Because he's a crazy son of a bitch, is that why? Yes. He would would go for the balls. I'm very into naked celebrities on this episode. Uh, Well, there's whole websites. Yeah, there's websites for naked celebrities. Yeah, you could name them all off in an instant from episode uh, 15. I used to know one. It was called something purple, like purple people or... Let's move on. Uh, You're missing three because there's a tie. 
me, let me tell you um, 11 through 20, okay? Okay. Which is actually, it starts at number 12 because number 10 is a tie. So, 12 through 20. You got Bayern Munich, soccer. You got the San Francisco 49ers. You got Los Angeles Dodgers, Los Angeles Rams, which really surprised me. Chicago Cubs, San Francisco Giants from uh, MLB, Chicago Bears, NFL, Boston Red Sox, MLB, Houston Texans from the NFL, and the New York Jets from the NFL. You know, the only pro baseball game I've ever been to was the Red Sox versus the White Sox. Mm -hmm. That was a hell of an experience because apparently that's a big rivalry. And I saw a man punch his girlfriend in the face before they were separated, two rows ahead of me. They were yelling at each other. They were standing up fighting and they were being pulled back on both sides. The woman spit in the man's face and then the man swung and punched her and then he was carried away. You saw that? Yeah. It was right in front of me. Sweet. Sweet's, sweet's one word for it, Brandon. I, um, I heard about something on um, an episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee that has to do with uh, Jack Nicholson and the Yankees and I want to tell you it to you. Uh, Jimmy Fallon was the guest. He said he went to a Yankees game. Jack Nicholson was there too. And Jimmy was eating Cracker Jacks. He opened the box of Cracker Jacks and Jack Nicholson leans over and he asks him if he'd he'd gotten the prize that comes in the box of Cracker Jacks. And Jimmy told him it was a sticker of a snake. And Jack Nicholson (laughs) said... uh, you know, when I was a kid, the prizes were usually something metal, like a tin whistle. And then he kind of turned away and like looks back at the at the game and he goes, now you get a picture of a fucking snake. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, wasn't that worth it. That was, that was pretty good. But not because of you, but because of Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Everything that's good about me is because of Jack Nicholson. I'm very proud of you, by the way. Why? You haven't mentioned Red Dead Redemption, Grand Theft Auto, or Roger Rabbit once on this episode so far. I've been desperately trying to work it in here. And you also haven't mentioned your hate for the city of Memphis, who I'm sure you're thrilled have no teams in the top 50. Does Memphis have a pro team? The Grizzlies. Oh, the Grizzlies, yeah. No, I wouldn't put the Grizzlies on here. Do you hate the Grizzlies as much as you hate the innocent citizens of the city of Memphis? No. Okay. How about show me Golden State Warriors? Golden State Warriors are tied for number 10. Ridiculous. Why is that ridiculous? That they're so high? Yeah. They're a big market. The whole Golden State? Aren't they based in the uh, Bay Area? Yeah. They're an NBA team here in... The God's greatest country, the United States of America. God bless America. God bless the Golden State Warriors. We need to make this country great again. The Golden State Warriors are an NBA team worth $3 billion. They are up 19% from 2017. And in fact, they made the biggest jump in the top 10. They were number 20 last year and they jumped all the way up to number 10. The Golden State Warriors were founded in 1946 in Philadelphia. Uh, They were known as the Warriors then. They relocated to the San Francisco Bay Area in 1962, undertook the city's name before changing its geographic moniker to Golden State in 1971. Here's my question. Mm -hmm. The Minneapolis Lakers moved to Los Angeles around the same time and kept their name of the Lakers. 
even though it didn't make sense anymore. Well, I guess the Warriors kept their name too. So I guess that, but still, why don't let's just change the name? Sports teams change their names when they move cities all the time. Warriors. <laughs> Warriors. <laughs> They're so strong and brave, those Warriors. Yeah, unlike those European typical men, according to Brandon. See, you don't watch anything, so I can't like talk about how much I, I'm disgusted by Steph Curry on the Warriors. Is Michael Jordan on the State Warriors? You know, I actually did watch the NBA when I was a kid pretty religiously. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was around the time Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman were all in the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. That, that's Except all. you were more of a Horace Grant fan. So, this is I'm like eight or nine years old. And then whenever that team, whenever Jordan moved on, I kind of lost interest. But the Chicago Bulls, not even in the top, uh, where are they? They're not anymore. They're not in the top 50. But it's just weird. Chicago's a huge market. It's the third largest in the country, as our listeners know from listening to episode seven of this podcast. But despite being in the third biggest market and despite having huge success in the past, including the 90s, they're not even in the top 50. Meanwhile, Dallas Cowboys, smaller market, a team also not very good in a long time. They're number one. The New York Knicks, who haven't been good since the 90s, are number seven. Explain it to me. I don't know. Bandwagon fans and idiots? I said the Bulls aren't in the top 50, but I was wrong. They're actually number 23, but still, I think my point stands. Uh, The Golden State Warriors, they have the third most appearances in the NBA Finals with 10. They won in 2018 over the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they have registered the best ever regular season, most wins in a season, uh, as well as the best ever postseason run, all thanks to Oklahoma City's trader, Kevin Durant. All that stuff happened the year before he went there. and. Steph Curry wears a mouth guard and every time he goes for a free throw, he chews on his mouth guard and it hangs out of his mouth and it makes me physically sick to my stomach. Is it worse than Jerry Jones eating? No, but it's still pretty gross because it's on camera. Taking something out of your mouth that has been coated in your saliva and then chewing on it and letting it hang out of your mouth on national television is disgusting. That's one man's opinion. I feel like I'm not alone. Your opinion is worth less than the normal man since you're only a sidekick host. I'm going to look it up. Okay, look it up. Steph Curry mouth guard gross. If water was replaced by peanut butter, would that mean saliva is also replaced by peanut butter? Is saliva considered water? Here's an article right here. The article is from the Washington Post. It says, Steph Curry's mouth guard routine is just as gross in NBA 2K16 as it is in real life. NBA MVP Steph Curry's famous spit-laden mouth guard can now gross you out virtually just as much as it does in real life thanks to the NBA 2016 game. Whenever you send virtual Curry to the line to shoot free throws, he too can hang that sopping wet piece of saliva-covered plastic off the side of his face just like his real-life counterpart. The Washington Post agrees, Steph Curry is disgusting. He's disgustingly rich, am I right? Yeah, it doesn't mean that that's not gross and stupid and I don't... I hit. I, I can't hit a free throw unless I have this disgusting mouth guard hanging People out. People have their routines that bring them success. Why should Steph Curry stop doing what's worked for him? Well, my routine that brings me success is talking about how disgusting it is when he does that. Varying degrees of success, I'm sure. It's all, success is relative, right? 
All right, so that's Golden State Warriors. You're missing two. And both, so you have a tie for number eight, you're missing one of them. And you have a tie for number 10, you're missing one of them. Miami Heat. No. Miami Heat is number, not in the top 50. Give me a hint. They are both teams that have not done very well in recent years, I think. <laughs> the New York Jets. No. New York Jets is number 21. I read that one to you when I went through. The Pelicans. No. What city is the Pelicans? I don't remember. Well, while you're trying to guess... The Utah I'll... Jazz. No, Utah Jazz is not in the top 50. Did you know that Carl Malone played for the Utah Jazz? Yeah. At some point. And... You know who his son is? Post his Malone? Fun is, yeah, his son is famous rapper Post Malone. Is that really his son? No. Uh, I would have believed it if you had just said yes. The Houston Rockets are number 40 and I'm telling you about them because they're the highest gainer in 2018. They jumped 14 spots. Isn't that cool? Isn't that neat? Great. Good for them. The Arizona Cardinals. No, the Arizona Cardinals are not, uh, they're number 41. San Francisco 49ers. No, they're number 13. Seattle Seahawks. No, they're number 32. It can't be the Bills. Is it no. the Bills? No, the Bills are not in the top 50. There is another NFL team on here? They're both NFL teams. Oh, the Eagles. No, the Eagles are number 22. Do you want me to read you? God I'm gonna, bless. I'm going to read you the notes for number eight and see if you get it. All right. So, this is tied for number eight. It's an NFL team worth $3.3 billion. They are tied for the fourth most appearances in the Super Bowl at five. They last appeared in 2012 when they beat the New England Patriots. The Steelers. No. The Steelers are number 31. Baltimore Ravens. No. The, ah. This team were one of five teams that joined the NFL in 1925. It is the only one of that group still existing, as well as the league's longest established team in the northeastern United States. The team's heated rivalry with the Philadelphia Eagles is the oldest of the NFC East rivalries, dating all the way back to 1933 and has been called the best rivalry in the NFL of the 21st century. I thought I already named all the Eagles <laughs> rivals. <laughs> Eagles have a lot of rivals. Uh, Big market. The Redskins? No. Well, no. That's not the one I'm reading now. God bless. Do you want me to tell you? No. No. I'm, I'm getting a little list here to look off of. I might be cheating. It's not. I don't think it's the bear. Is it the Giants? Yep. The New York Giants are tied for number eight. Surely a lot of it just has to do with the fact that they're in New York, right? I would guess, yeah. But also it's the longest established team in this area. Well, you're right. They are not doing very well. Although my buddy Sterling Shepard has performed very well. Sterling Shepard just sounds like a made-up name. Do they? Do the New York Giants also have a homeless-looking coach that we don't want to see naked? No, they have just a, a normal coach. <laughs> normal coach. A normal, strong, strapping American, unlike those damn Europeans. Their coach now is Pat Shermer. It used to be, um, oh, what was that sweet little old thing's man name? Pat Shermer. I'm looking him up. Yeah, he is a very normal he's looking just a, man. Yeah, he's a normal guy. Um, I'd see him naked. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot to say about the All right, Giants. Well, you're, you're boring the shit out of me, so I'm going to move on. You also mentioned the Redskins, which are tied for number 10. They are an NFL team worth $3.1 billion. They're up from number 11 the prior year. They have five Super Bowl appearances last in 1992 was their last Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, yeah they have been dog shit terrible. They have played more than 1,000 games since their founding in 1932 and are one of only five franchises in the NFL to hold to, uh, to record over 600 regular season and postseason wins, which they reached in 2015. Do you think they should change their name? Well, I have a note here that says, over the team's history, the name and logo have drawn controversy with many criticizing it as offensive. Oh, there's a whole wiki article on Redskin, Washington Redskins name controversy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't like personally get offended about it, but I <laughs> Redskins, Redskins. It's like saying like having a having a basketball team called like the Yellow Men or something. We it's should have weird. the Blackskins, the Whiteskins, the Redskins, and the Yellowskins as football teams, and then everyone has equal skin in the game. Well, if your team is something that if you called somebody that name. You know, so well, like the Cleveland used to just have the Cleveland Indians, right? Yeah. They, did they change their name? I, I they didn't change their name, but they did change the logo. <laughs> From the smiling Indian with the huge, like, Eskimo Joe's smile. Yeah. His name was, uh, I think his name was like Wahoo or something. Let's see. Let's see what the, yeah, Chief Wahoo looks, I mean, he's bright red. He looks bad. They shouldn't have done that. God bless America. But the Redskins, like, if your team is named something that if you called somebody that, they would physically assault you, you should probably not have your team named that. Or at least be a winning team, if that's the case. There are reservations in Oklahoma. There are also a lot of Native American people. Oh, yeah, but a lot of places have restaurants that offer dining reservations, Brandon. Have what? No, no, no. Uh, that was funny. And if you called one of those guys, if you said like, hey, uh, Redskin, that guy would tear your arms off. Should probably think of a different name, especially because I don't think there are that many <laughs> Native American people. Like Washington, the Washington, D.C. area is not known for its Native American population. That is true. That is strange, isn't it? That they went with that. Advocates of changing the name emphasize current meanings in dictionaries of American English, which include usually offensive, disparaging, insulting, and taboo. Uh, such meanings are consistent with the usage found in books of the period between 1875 and 1930. This one guy, an associate professor of linguists at Columbia University, compares redskin becoming a slur to other racial terms such as oriental. So, I guess it's one of those things like where the name was not originally meant to be insulting, disparaging, or offensive, right. but it has been associated with contempt. And I think that in, an, in a movie where they talk about redskins, it's with contempt. Here's one thing that says redskin refers to the bloody scalp of Native Americans. Now, that I've never heard. I always heard that they were called the red man because their skin was, you know, slightly more tan or reddish in it. That's the other thing too. I've seen a lot of Native American people in my life, uh, both in person and on television and stuff. I've never once been like, man, look how red. <laughs> well, you could say the same thing about white people. They're not actually white. 
Yeah, aren't we all just like kind of different shades of like pinkish brown? <sighs> Why don't uh, they call them the pinky browns? <laughs> the pinky browns. I think that's what they call um, their assholes. So we we've covered the top ten here, Brandon. We did it. Congratulations! And I'm gonna I'm gonna go back through the top ten. We got tied at number ten. We got two number tens: the Washington Redskins and the Golden State Warriors. We got two number eights, the New York Giants and the Los Angeles Lakers. Number seven is the New York Knicks. Number six is the New England Patriots. Number five is the New York Yankees. Number four is Football Club Barcelona. Number three is Real Madrid. Number two is Manchester United. And number one, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Ugh. Oh, and the Tulsa Drillers are on here too. Congratulations, Jerry Jones. I feel... Happy knowing that he is having a good year. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Dallas Cowboys, third year in a row at number one. Do you want to say anything else to our loyal listeners? Hmm. Are you impressed with my notes? I am. I feel like you... I had fun with this list. I was... You told me it was something you didn't know anything about but that I was familiar with and I was super excited that it would be uh, Star Wars trivia, which is maybe something you should think about in the future. Yeah, yep. I will. I'll do it. But I was very impressed with your notes. They still read like someone who has only passing familiarity with the concept of sports. Yeah, what a concept. I hope to understand the concept of sports someday. Mm -hmm. Balls and athleticism. Bodies of men and women. Hopefully women are better represented on this list in the future. Anyway, that's the top 10 most valuable sports franchises. We will be back next week with episode 18 where again we will have our first opinion-based list where we share our favorite Christmas movies and maybe next year we'll do our favorite Hanukkah movies. And then the year after that we can do our favorite... What else is there? Are there there any Hanukkah movies? Surely there are. We'll find them and watch them. I'll make one. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. I am your star host, Nick. That's my sidekick host, Brandon. Not a sidekick. Bye. Bye.